Good morning, everybody, or afternoon. Happy afternoon. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I hope that you're doing well. Hopefully you can hear me. Hopefully you can see me. Um, yay, I'm happy that you're here. Um, today we're going to talk about stories. Today we're going to be talking about storytelling and the stories that we tell ourselves. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today. And I don't know, props. <laughs> I I love Wally. Wally is one of my favorite stories, one of my favorite movies from Disney. Um, it talks about love. It talks about the environment, um, people in general. Uh, and there's so many like nuggets that we can get from Wally <laughs> and other movies. Um, but Wally is one of my faves. And so this is Eve. This is Wally, of course. And uh, yeah, let's start talking about storytelling because it's important. Okay. So would you believe me if I said that everything, everything we do, everything we see tells a story? Would you believe me? Uh if you don't, that's also okay. <laughs> but everything that we see, everything we experience, everything about ourselves tells a story. Um, and before we get started, I wanna say hello to you all. So hello, hi, A-Line Mika, good morning or good afternoon. Hi, hi. Uh, so grateful for you, Alicia, blessed to be here. I'm, I'm blessed that you are here. So thank you for being here. Hi, let's talk about it with Mara. Hello, hello. Hi, Olivia, hello. Hi, baby, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much, I'm trying to get it, I'm trying. <laughs> hi, Shellwell. Oh, getting ready to start this meeting? Listen, you got this, you got this. Hi, St. Cloverton James Jones. Hello, hello. Hi, Tell, hello. Hi, Marissa, it's good to see you. Good morning or good afternoon. Um, Yes, so storytelling, right? The reason why I wanna talk about this is because storytelling is everything. We tell ourselves stories all the time. Um, But yes, I also wanna let you know that today is gonna be short. And I know I said that before, and every time I say it's going to be short, we're here for like two and a half hours, which is fine. But tonight, I'm actually going live with some other ladies, including Marissa, and we're going to talk about um, creativity. So I want to save all the all the juice um, for that conversation. So let me share that live with you all here. Uh, that's where you'll find us tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yay. Okay. Yes. Hi, Deshaun Burns. Good morning and good afternoon. Hello. Hello. Yes. Wally, isn't it so good? Wally makes me cry. That movie always makes me cry. Oh, when she goes in her little, for those of you who haven't seen it, whatever. Like she goes into her little cocoon a little bit, her little pod. Um, and he's like still taking care of her and loving her. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, Wally. So anyway, Wally's a good movie. Okay. <laughs> I just want to show off my, um, my toys. Jamal got that for me. So thank you, baby. All right. So everything tells a story. Everything. The freckles on my face tell a story. The freckles on my face, the moles on my face, these are moles and freckles from my ancestors. Uh, literally inherited it, inherited it from them, from both sides, actually. Um, my skin, right? The features on my face, the scars on my body, they all tell a story. Um, I have scraped up knees from riding bikes, from riding bikes and falling. I have scars from surgery, from getting things removed, um, from masses from my body, right? Like I have these things on my body and everything tells a story. Um, when we get sick, that sickness can tell a story depending on what the sickness is, right? The food that we eat. The thing is we're, we're so disconnected from things, right? We don't really, sadly in this culture, we don't really honor things like we should. We don't reverence things like we should. And so we, we feel so detached from everything. We feel like nothing really has meaning. Things just are what they are. But again, even the food that you eat tells a story. Somebody had to plant those seeds. Somebody had to prune those vegetables and those fruits. Oh, I got all my steps today. That's what my watch is telling me. Anyway, <laughs> somebody had to prune those fruits and those vegetables, right? Somebody had to pack those things. Grocery store, like clerks, 
grocers had to pack it, had to stock it. Somebody had to ring it up, right? Like there's a story being told even with the food that we eat, even figuring out what kind of food people eat where, right? In some places like Iceland, they eat a lot of like pickled, I don't even know why I went there, but here we are. They eat a lot of pickled foods, right? Because it's cold, <laughs> it's cold. The food that they eat tells a story. Um, and in a lot of cultures, the food that we eat is seen as sacred, right? So even for black folks specifically, this general soul food, and of course, like where you are in the country depends on what kind of food you eat. Do you eat okra? Do you eat rice? But there's usually like, there's usually like a standard when we think of soul food, fried foods, fried chicken, these kinds of things. And, you know, racism will have us thinking like, oh, these things are shameful, but it's beautiful. It tells a story. It tells a story of how we were given the scraps and how we still made delicious meals from things, right? How we were still able to get nutrient dense foods from the scraps that they gave us. Um, the language we speak, the dialects, the the twang in our voice. Um, when I when I go to the South and I visit my family, there's there's storytelling in how they speak and how they eat their words and um and and how and like again like the register with which they speak. Um, even when I go to the North, it's very different. Culturally, it's different, right? When I go to New York, it's it's very cold and very like like people are very like individualistic. Like they don't really want to talk to you. If you smile at them, they look at you like you're crazy. You know what I mean? And in the South, it's different, depending on where you go, obviously. Um, but everything, everything tells a story. I have more examples, so I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Again, like I said, the dialects that we speak, um, AAVE slash Ebonics, you know, there's there's a lot of, there has been a lot of work done to try to validate AAVE slash Ebonics, right? To try to, you know, validate it through textbooks and through, you know, studying. And I think that's all well and good. But also, I didn't need to study this to know that our language, the way that we speak, it's still holy and sacred. It still tells a story. The way that we speak tells a story. Um, it tells a story of people who were not allowed to read and write. It tells a story of people who, even though they had their language stolen from them, they still were able to create their own language that even some people don't understand, right? Or, or they were able to take over cultural things from West Africa and bring them over here and incorporate them into, into everything. Um, and I use this example, I think when I was, I think when I was talking to Marissa on her channel about um, like sucking the teeth, like, like that, that sound that S and I spell that S M C H like the sound. A lot of us whose roots go back to West Africa. A lot of us do that. We have a variation of that, right? Like it's the, it's the quick one or it's the long one, right? I, I can't even do the long one, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Like all of that tells a story. We all come from the same place, the same people. Um, our laughter tells a story. Uh, how we react to other people tells a story, right? We're, we're taking someone's actions and we're translating it up oh, package. Let me shut the window. <laughs> we're translating it to mean something that somebody might not even have meant, but because of our lived experiences, because of our, um, our prejudices, our biases, right? We interpret things, our experiences, we interpret things a certain way because of who we are, because of the stories that we have lived, the stories that we have been told. So even, even stories that like we develop, on our own, sometimes we develop stories that other people give us, limitations that other people give us. You can't do this because X, Y, and Z. Have you tested that theory? Have you sought it out for yourself? You know what I mean? We're, we're just given stories and told that this is just the thing. We don't test it, we just accept it. Um, even the fears we have tell a story, right? The fear of failure, what is that story? What is that fear really? Like, what is the fear of failure really? For some people, it is the fear of being, letting someone down or the fear of, you know, being embarrassed or the fear of, you know, someone proving us, proving us wrong, 
it's so funny because this person just delivered my my um, package and you could tell that they tossed it on the porch <laughs> and so i'm thinking about those memes that um that people you know talk about like the ups slash the usps whatever anyway i heard him throw it it's fine hopefully it's fine it's in the package it should be fine um they don't pay them enough to care and i have to have to eat that so anyway so yeah, the fears that we have, the fear of failure, right? What is that really the fear of? Again, when we get to the root of the fear of failure, a lot of it is not about failure. It's about how it's gonna be perceived by other people, what stories they're gonna tell about us and what stories then, then we feel like we have to adopt. But the truth is we don't have to adopt those stories. We, those stories don't have to be ours. Um, yes, so <laughs> the decisions we, we make tell stories, what we buy, what we wear, what we choose not to wear, where we shop, where we spend our money, all of that tells a story. What do we value? That's the story it's telling, right? Um, storytelling is used in everything. Storytelling is used in marketing, right? We talked about that before, how the story is, you're not good enough, but get my thing and you will be. That's a story. They use storytelling to hook you in and hopefully have you buy or purchase something, right? Or um, in a good way, it's like, you know, this is using testimonials from other people. That's storytelling. Like, oh, this person had a great experience with this or... You know, if your friend recommends something to you, that is storytelling. Storytelling is in everything. Storytelling is in everything. Okay. Um, yes, like I said, some of these stories that we tell are not even our own, right? Are not even our own. This, this perceived like, oh, if I get this bag with this name brand, I'm going to be perceived as X, Y, and Z. How do we know that's true? Like who, who told us that, I don't know, give me a name brand something. Who said that wearing coach, I don't know, do people still wear coach? Anyway, that wearing coach means this about me, right? But also like, oh, I shop here, I, show, I shop locally, which the story means that I care about my community. I'm a part of a co-opt, right? I care about community, I wanna, I wanna be local, I wanna support local businesses. Again, these, these are good stories to tell. Um, again, what we wear, like I said, what we wear, the land that we walk on tells a story. Even if they've done their best, sorry y'all for the noise, even though they've done their best to bury those stories, to flood those stories, right? To burn down those stories, to bulldoze down those stories. There are stories underneath the feet, underneath the feet that we're walking with, right? Stories are everywhere. The trees are telling a story. You could see a tree and it has scars on it. And it's like, oh, what happened here? Or a carved name, which don't do that. It's painful to the tree, but a carved name into a tree, right? All those things tell a story. Okay, so what am I saying all this for? <laughs> the question is, what new story do you want to tell? What stories are you telling yourself? What stories are you telling other people? What stories have you adopted without even really interrogating these stories? So that's what I'm gonna talk about today. Hi, Greta, good morning, good morning. Hi, Russell-ish, hello. Hi, everyone, grateful to be here. I'm happy that you're here, welcome, welcome. Yes, good morning, good morning, Janine's World, hello. Yes, it was such, um, it was such a rooting experience to move to the South after being being in the Midwest due to the great migration. Yes, exactly. And again, where we live tells a story, right? Like moving to the Midwest, a lot of people were fleeing, like they were refugees, you feel me? And so, or seeking greater opportunity in the Midwest and in industrialized places, right? So all of that tells a story, all of it. Um, storytelling is everywhere. Hi, Indians, good to see you, good to see you. Hi, Jazz, I really love and appreciate what you're doing. Thank you, I appreciate that. Thank you for appreciating me, it means a lot to me. This work is like, it, 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 it fuels my soul. It makes me happy. So it makes me happy that other people are getting something from this. So yes. So what new story 
do you want to tell? Good morning, Lavendula. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Yes, what new story do you want to tell? All right, let me open my notebook so we can get started. Okay. So the stories we tell ourselves can help us thrive or keep us locked down, right? Storytelling has always been a huge part of our lives and survival, a part of our culture. It's in our music, it's in our history, it's in the art, right? Thinking about um, our enslaved ancestors, how they told stories even in their song. They told stories in ways that people didn't even understand the story, right? They were so creative that they were able to quilt whole messages on quilts, on things that, on things that people slept under, right? They were able to communicate things in song, in looks, like there's something that we can communicate to each other, you know, without even having to say a word. All of that is storytelling. Storytelling has been a part of our, our tradition. And even though our stories might not be written down in books, right? We might not have all the stories of all the ancestors, of all the things that have ever happened, but we have the stories in our body. We have the stories in our fears. We have the stories in our, um, in what we pine after. Like those, those stories were still inherited. Like we, we still took those stories from other people. We were taught what to appreciate. We were taught what to enjoy. We were taught um, what we should prioritize. And sometimes in a bad way, right? We should prioritize profit over people. That's a story because we're never gonna have enough. Everything's about consumption. We need to profit over everything. We don't have to buy into that story. Anyway. Um, and because again, not, and I, and I say this because writing is beautiful, right? Literacy is wonderful. It's, it's amazing. But at the same time, everybody did not have access to literacy, right? Not everybody was able to read as, as we're able to read, but right? I think about my great grandmother and she could read. Um, but I realized later in life, putting the pieces together from my childhood, like, oh, my great, my great grandmother, excuse me, my granny, she didn't have above an eighth grade education, you know what I mean? And so when I would try to, you know, go back and forth with her about like these workbooks that I would take everywhere with me, I was a nerd. Um, and I love that about me, but I would take workbooks with me and do like, you know, math problems and word problems. And I'm like, here, granny, you know, do this with me. And I realized that there was like a barrier sometimes because again, she only had an eighth grade education, but she was smart as a whip. Like, don't get it twisted. My granny was smart. Um, and so because these stories are not written down, sometimes we we fail to prioritize the stories that are told orally. Oral tradition has always been a part of our culture. You know, even even when we think about like the um, printing press, right? Writing was expensive, okay? Writing was expensive. Learning how to write was expensive. It was also illegal for a lot of our um, ancestors. And so a lot of us don't have the written down history. We don't have the written down stories, but we have oral tradition. Um, I've been going to a lot of funerals lately and my family will gather and they will tell stories of growing up, stories that they forgot, reminding people of the details in their story, right? Coming together and supping and sharing space and pulling the memories together, right? Like each part of them has a different perspective from that story and they're able to put together a full picture, right? Because all parties involved were there. You know, one person might have one perspective and that's the thing about stories. My story and your story for the same exact situation can be completely different because we're completely different people. And so when you have the different perspectives from other people, you're like, oh, I never thought of it that way. I never, you know, that's not my experience, but it's all valid, it's all important. So oral tradition is really important. Um, I don't know if that's like for you and your family, but my family gets together, that's all they do is tell stories. Retell stories, tell them backwards and forwards. It's a beautiful experience. And that is them sharing their history. That is oral tradition of storytelling. Um, what is the purpose of storytelling? The purpose, teaching lessons inspiring and uplifting, right? Creating camaraderie, honoring and remembering, 
around those people who have passed on, right? My ancestors who have, my ancestors now who have passed on, telling stories about them, keeping their spirit alive through storytelling, you know, giving, like there's, there's a sorrow that comes when you miss them, you know, when they're, when they're physically not here with us anymore. And, but there's comfort that comes when other people who remember this person, they're not able to just fade into the, into the nothingness of memory because we're all keeping them alive with our storytelling, right? So honoring and remembering, re like literally remembering, putting together the pieces, remembering this person, remembering this story. Um, you feel less alone with storytelling. Even if I'm reading a book, right? I'm in the book, okay? When I'm reading the book, I am the character. I am one of the characters. I'm, I'm watching this whole thing unfold and happen. But if we're not careful, it can all be used, storytelling, to our detriment if we're not careful. So how? Like we talk about all these beautiful things, like remembering people, you know, but at the same time, we can adopt stories that are not ours. And it can shape and shift our perspectives, our beliefs. Um, it, it puts limitations in our lives because of the stories that other people tell. So fabricated stories or traumatic stories, right? Are like some of them are from the imagination for good and for bad. But the question is like, what stories are you telling yourself? So things like this, right? It's too hard. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I will fail. And when I fail, this will happen. And this is what this is going to mean about me, right? So not even just about the failure, but it's like, what story is attached to that? What does that mean about me now? Like now that I have failed, does that mean that I'm a failure? Does that mean that I should never try anything again? Does that mean I'm not talented? Does it mean that I'm not deserving? I'm not worthy? We attach all these stories to things that are honestly just like kind of benign. They're just kind of experiences. But we interpret those things to mean different things. Other people can see a failure and be like, okay, great. I've learned something new. Let me take what I've learned and apply it to something else. Perspective, right? Perspective. Um, and some of these stories, like I said, are adopted from other people. The idea that it's too hard or you have to do it this way. This is the standard. Who decided that this is the standard? Who decided that this is how we do things? Who decided that this is how it has to happen? That there are no other ways? Have you all exhausted all other options? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Like for all these, all these limitations that people say we can't do and we can't do whatever, I think about COVID. I think about, I mean, we're still very much in COVID, by the way. COVID is not over. But I do remember um, at the beginning of COVID, everybody being at home, right? And so work has to happen. And for all these jobs that said, oh, we can't work at home, <laughs> what happened? They figured out a way for people to work at home. So we've, we've, we we're being shown in real time, oh, it can be done. Oh, group economics can be a thing. Oh, you can give stimulus checks to people, right? Like y'all do have the money for some stuff. But they're telling us a different story to limit our perspective and to feel like that, to make us feel like we have no autonomy and no choices. But that's not the truth. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we can adopt other people's personal stories and accept them as our truth, right? So for example, their personal experiences or view on failure. Who taught you what failure was? Like really think about that. Where did you learn what failure meant? And even as I'm sitting here thinking about it, where did I learn what failure meant? I think I learned failure in school, I believe. A teacher, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a teacher, probably, if I failed something, it meant that I'm not smart. It meant that I'm not dedicated. It meant that I am lazy. It meant that um, there's something that I'm not understanding, that I'm not wise. It, it meant that other people were ahead of me. Like that's what, that's, that's what I assign to failure. I think I, for me, that's as far as I can go in my mind. Like failure is me being stupid. 
failure is me not being dedicated. And, and for real, I gave that test my best try. Right. But at the end of the day, if you give yourself, if you give the test your best try and they say, oh, you failed, it's like, dang, then my best is not good enough. That's what the story I learned. And so I carry that with me through the rest of my life. Like if I'm not good at this, if I'm not perfect at this, if I don't get an A, if I don't get MVP, if I'm not the best, then there's no point of me doing it because I'm a failure. And I really carried that. Like I talked about yesterday, how I'm, I was an overachiever and I really feel like that. I didn't want to be a failure. I didn't want to be a failure. And so to avoid being a failure, to avoid being labeled as lazy and not smart or whatever, I'm going to overdo it. I'm going to overachieve. I'm going to prove to y'all that I am smart. Right? So even those stories reshape and redirect our lives. It changes the traje trajectory of our lives, right? From these assigned values, these, these values that we assign to these benign things that just happen. Everybody fails at something at some point in life. Everybody fails. But does it have to mean that you're a failure? Does it mean that your idea is a failure? Does it mean that it's a flop? Does it mean that you're not smart, that you're not wise, brilliant? No, it doesn't have to mean any of that. But somebody assigned that, that definition to that and we adopted it as true. That's what I'm trying to say. So yes, yes. And Dina says, um, if you don't play, you cannot win. Yep, that, that, that goes for life as well as living. Yes, exactly, exactly. Agreed. And yes, in school, yeah, school is traumatizing. <laughs> Yes, the U.S. education education system is so traumatizing. It is. It is. And then when you're when you're afraid of failure, you don't try anything. You don't try anything because you realize like, oh, failure is the end all be all. Failure is shame. Failure is shameful. I cannot fail, so I'm not going to try nothing. And so we stay stuck in this place because we don't want to be a failure, but yet we still feel the call and the pull to do something different. Um, Greta says, there was always a way to get it done. They want us to accept, believe, or surrender to their ideal of control of our mind and body. Absolutely, Greta. Absolutely. And it is introduced so young. Just think, you're, you're five years old. You have no concept of what failure is. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Hopefully. You have no concept of what failure is. And then some adult who you're looking up to, y'all were just on the, on the floor singing songs, right? Like singing songs, building blocks, counting, doing the fun stuff. And then all of a sudden... You know what I'm saying? You get to first grade. It's like, oh, F. What? What do you mean? I can get a sticker. I did it. I did my best. And you're still telling me that it's still not good enough. That is, like Marissa says, traumatizing. Traumatizing. Because even as a baby, as a, and I, to me, those are babies. Like you're, you're five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You're a baby until like you're 18. So when you do that to babies, like they have, they have, they hardly have a concept of themselves let alone a failure and now you're introducing homework and all these different hurdles for them to jump over and prove their worth. They hardly know who they are. They just discovered they had hands like four years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, think about this. It's wild. It's wild. Yes. Yes. Greta says failure needs to be normalized. It does because it is normal and it's okay. And it's not bad. It doesn't have to be bad. Um, LOL at five, what failure? They would say um, is it a game? Exactly. 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 Russell Ish says, love what you said on remembering. A, a member is a person. Yes. Yeah, so to remember is a profound act. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. It's sacred. It is. Ooh, how does that affect our brain development? Wow. Exactly. And we wonder why, like, and that's why I have so much grace for people who deal with fear and anxiety and shame and all that stuff, you know, because they're like, oh, well, just don't feel any shame. Just don't remember. Just like we spent what how long is school 18 
plus kindergarten, 19. No, no, no. What am I saying? We spent 12, 13, 13 years in the education system, right? At least. And then you spend, if you go to college, four more years plus two if you have a master's and then more if you have a doctorate, right? Like you're spending all these years auditioning and performing for people's acceptance. Like that's what that's what's happening for all those years. And then at some point you realize you don't want to be attached to that system or that measurement of self. It's going to take time. It's going to take time because it's taken at least at least 13 years or 12 years to learn that failure is the thing that you don't want to do. That failure means that you're a failure, right? That you lose and you do lose, right? You lose, you lose favor with the teacher. You lose scholarships. You lose uh, maybe even friends if they think that you're not smart, like these kinds of things. You lose. You lose your self-esteem. It's a costly thing to teach a kid that failure is the is is the failure. That failure is what we think failure is. It's harmful, and it's silly. Anyway, but yes, yes, yeah. Our entire yep, our entire life is a game. I love that. <laughs> Have fun with it. Have fun with it. Shellwell says failure and shame is is one and the same. Yep, it's insane. It is. Come on with the uh, the rhyming. <laughs> Hi, getting lucky in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I love this name. I'm trying to be very deliberate. Um, I'm 42 with a five-year-old and I love that. And so you being deliberate is powerful. Sorry, y'all, plane wants to fly now, now that we're live. But you being deliberate with them is powerful and it's life-changing, life-changing. Like if I felt like I had the space to fail, I would have tried so many things. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have stuck myself in a box, but yes, yes. Thank y'all for sharing that. I appreciate that. So, like I said, we can also adopt other people's stories and accept them as truth, but they're not truth. They're perspective. They're their perspective and their interpretation and their stories. And their stories were probably also passed down to them, right? The story, we live in a story. We're living in a story of a country. Like, from some perspective, they're like, you know, this is amazing. We came from nothing. And look at what we've done with America now. For some people, right? That's usually the more privileged folks. Like, that's the idea. American land of the free, home of the brave storytelling is also propaganda, right? Like this idea of like, oh, you know, you can come here and make it, just pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. And you know, this is the land of opportunity. And so the advertising works. It works, the storytelling works. Advertising is storytelling. The storytelling, people come here and they realize like, oh shoot, this is actually not at all what y'all said it was. But people who are here, right? People, depending on who you are, we know that's not true. We know that's a story they tell themselves to make themselves feel better, like they're trying to do with the teaching of enslavement and how, you know, oh, well, there's a, there was a benefit to enslaving people. There was a, they learned skills. That's a story they're telling themselves to feel better. And if we're not safe, those stories will get uh, spread like wildfire. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. It just, it just, it um, weighs on me, but yes, storytelling is everything. Storytelling is everything. So um, their personal experiences are view on things, right? Their personal limiting beliefs, right? Can be well-wishing because if we've experienced some trauma, right? Then we don't want other people to experience the pain that we felt, right? And so some people will like say, hey, I did that and it didn't turn out well. Don't do that because I don't want you to get your, your feelings hurt, right? I don't want you to be harmed. I don't want you to be rejected. I don't want you to experience what I have experienced. You know what I'm saying? Um, then you have other people who say things like, oh, I want to sabotage you. So to to avoid, to, to, to keep you from dreaming, to keep you from believing that something else is different, to keep you from seeing the truth behind it, like the, the Oz, I'm thinking about the Oz curtain, like pay no attention to that man, right? I'm going to tell you a different story to sabotage you. 
or it can be projection. Oh, I've experienced this, right? I've experienced this and because I haven't given myself permission to do the thing, you can't have permission either, right? Projection. But I really want us to look at the root of our limiting beliefs and the stories that we tell ourselves. And these stories come up so fast, right? A lot of them happen without us even thinking. They happen on autopilot, right? Um, I can't do this because oh, I'm not qualified for that. And we poo-poo it and move on. We say that so fast. It's so quick. We don't even get time to interrogate that story. Now, why do I think I'm not capable of doing this? Why is that? Where did I get that from? What do I think qualified really means? What is the qualification in my mind for doing this thing? And obviously I'm not talking about being a doctor or something that you have to be licensed to do, right? That's very different. I'm talking about doing the thing that you wanna do, doing the things you wanna do. For example, I use this example all the time. For my music, I don't play instruments very well. Like I, I when I'm playing a guitar on a song, I play one string at a time, <laughs> one string at a time. And then, I, and then I harmonize with other strings and do the same thing over and over and over again, right? And so at first I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not a musician. I can't do that. Girl, are you playing the strings on key? Maybe we can redefine what musician actually is. Are you creating music? It's not even about do people like it. It's not about how well is it going to perform? Are you making music? Then you are a musician. Are you making art? Then you are an artist, right? Like it could be that simple. It could be that simple, you know, but we like to, we don't like to, but we've been taught to complicate everything. Everything has to have a degree. Everything has to meet a qualification that somebody else set, a standard that somebody else set, right? We got to keep performing for people. But what if we decided to be sovereign and be like, you know what? I'm deciding today that I'm changing my story. I'm deciding to change the narrative. I'm deciding to be and to own who I want to be and who I want to become. That I can, even in process, I can still own the title of artist. I can still own the title of creative, right? Even as I am in process, even as I am getting my stuff together, as I'm taking voice lessons, I can still be a singer because I sing. It could be that simple. Okay. <laughs> so I really want you to start questioning where your limiting beliefs came from, your ideas, your um, fears, uh, all the things, all the things that we just keep repeating to ourselves without actually interrogating. Where is that coming from? And can we uproot the thing? Can we see, can we hold it with, with kindness and love and gratitude for trying to protect us? And then be like, okay, actually, let's change our perspective. Let's, let's change some things around. You know, let's see what y'all saying. <laughs> yes, yes. Marissa says, yes, who has control of the narrative? That's it, that'll tell you everything because there's a benefit to them telling the story the way that they wanna tell the story, right? Who benefits from the story being believed? Ooh, thank you, baby, for the tea. It's delicious. <laughs> um, Greta says, wait, I'm, demystif I'm demystifying what 60 plus is, is not, and moving differently without shame, fear, and breaking breaking out, out of the American dream and box. I love that. Creating my life, living in the unknown. Greta, so much yes. Because there is storytelling that's told with getting older, is there not? There are a lot of people who are afraid. I made a whole video about this, and I'll probably repost it later. But there's there's a whole... <laughs> There's a lot of people who are afraid of aging because of the stories that we tell about people who are aging, people who are getting older and everybody ages, Lord willing, like it's a gift, right? But there's a story that's being told, especially like in dating circles and um, misogynistic circles, like women aren't allowed to age. I don't know if y'all have heard, but women are not allowed to age. We're not allowed to wrinkle. We're not allowed to get a gray according to their standard, right? And so a lot of people, because of that, they feel shame with every year they they earn, <laughs> with every year they are blessed, 
with with life um and so they, they're afraid to share, share their age they're afraid to and i'm not you know if you don't want to share your age you don't have to because also safety people be scamming but like a lot of people are afraid to because they're ashamed of getting older because what do they think that means about them that they're no longer valuable that they're no longer beautiful right that they that they that they have nothing else to offer the world and all of that is from capitalism and enslavement <laughs> all of it is from enslavement and so who is telling the story who is creating the narrative that the older you get the less value you have my story is the exact opposite the older i become the more valuable i become and not and not in a sense that this this place can make money off of me no the older i become hopefully the more wiser i am the wiser I am, the more wiser, the wiser I become, right? Hopefully the more experience I have, hopefully the more that I have to bestow to other people. In other cultures around the world, older people are held in high regard because they are the celebrities. They are the ones who have walked this earth longer than us. They deserve our recognition and our respect. They're the ones with the tools, with the wisdom, if they're using the wisdom well, obviously, because, you know, grain of salt. But ideally... They're the ones giving to the community. They're the ones providing the wisdom, the information. They're the storytellers. They're the ones with the stories. So the elders in your family, go to them, ask them. They have the answers. But a lot of us don't do that because we don't value older people because of programming, because of storytelling and the stories that we have believed. And what I'm loving to see is like women like Greta Cobb, right? And being like, you know what? I determine what I do at 60 plus. My age does not limit me. My age is amazing. It's a blessing. It's beautiful. Right? It's beautiful. And we also don't have to tie our worth to people who don't even know what worth really is. Like they're so shallow and so short-sighted and so just like worldly. And I don't mean worldly in a good way. I mean, worldly as in like I'm saying shallow. <laughs> and so they're so shallow, they don't even know what true wealth is. They don't know what wisdom is, nor do they, nor do they honor wisdom, nor do they honor, honor life. You don't see life as sacred and valuable. So why am I attaching my worth to your definition of things when it is not sacred, it is not holy? We don't have to buy into their stories. And I love that, Greta. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. Janine's world says, <laughs> I would love to see you do a TED talk. You are so right about many things. I appreciate that. Thank you. And thank you. I hope, I hope to be helpful. That'd be dope. That'd be amazing. Um, but I love being here with y'all. So this is, this is amazing too. Sorry, let me take another sip of tea. <laughs> and I also take a lot of, um, I try not to, I try not to put heavy weight or pressure on myself, but I do take what I do seriously because I know words are important. What we say is important. What we communicate is important. And I'm very nervous when I'm talking and when I'm talking too much because I don't want to say anything that is harmful to other people. I don't want to mislead people. Um, I don't want to act like the, I'm the know-all, I'm the you know end-all be-all and I'm, I'm a know-it-all because I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm very clear on like I'm learning and I'm sharing stuff as I learn. And even as I'm reading this, I wrote this like a few months ago, like what I'm talking about during this week. And even as I'm reading and I'm like, oh, I want to change that less of this, more of this. I'm ever changing. And so that would be great. Um, you know, but I'm also wrong about a lot of things too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I would, I appreciate that. I appreciate your kindness. This is not a time for self-deprecation. So let me zip my lip. Thank you, Janine. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, y'all are sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Greta says, I ain't giving no, no one a narrative of me. 
because what you see is not me anyway. You see the robe where you see the robe where I sit, not the essence of who I am. Their mirror, I am. Period. I love that, Greta. I want no identity, title, nothing. I am just being, and I love that. I love that. I am everything, all of it, because all of it, all of it rests in me, through, through me as me. I love us for surviving in this mess, and I love, I love us for this as well. <laughs> I love us for this as well. Thank you, Greta. This is beautiful. This aging. Who created that? Right? Who created that? That is a good question. I'm, I'm over it. People living to a thousand and looking great. We are all life learners. Exactly. Exactly. I just like when people, I don't know, again, marketing, storytelling, all that stuff. But like when people see people who are older than them and they're like, you know, oh, wow, she looks amazing for 60. I'm like, 60 is young. First of all, like, okay. But again, marketing, marketing and storytelling, because what in movies, like how it's portrayed and there's certain, you know. All of that is propaganda too, but that's another conversation. That's like, I'm putting on my, uh, what is it? Tinfoil hat <laughs> now, but it's true. Mm, 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 mm. For those who want to know, I'm drinking Throat Coat by, uh, can't even tell you, but it's called Throat Coat and it coats your throat and makes your throat feel good. I'm trying to get my voice to together so that next week I can start singing and recording these albums and put them out. So <laughs> not that anybody asks, but yes, yes. The older you get, the more freedom of self you gain. And I getting lucky in Kentucky, I completely agree. The older I get, the more free I become. The stuff that I used to worry about 10 years ago, I don't. I don't I don't even, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm so free and and I'm learning so much about myself and I'm being more, and my, I'm becoming more comfortable with myself. I'm becoming more comfortable with myself. Hi, Tea Time Beauty. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Me and D DMX have the same language. Yes, yes. F them, I'm gonna be free. I know that's right. I know that's right. Uh, my grandma lived to be 101, six months and 18 days. Glorious. What a blessing. I'm trying to do that. Learning how to unlearn that, which does not serve me and be still. Yes. Watching nature because it's always teaching. Yes. Can I say yesterday after the live yesterday, I wanted to like, I was like, I'm, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a chill. I went outside and sat on my porch and I experienced so much peace. And I'm like, I get it now. <laughs> The ancestors had it together. They, my, I think about my grandmother and my grandfather um, on my mom's side. And they would just like sit outside on the porch. They'd just be sitting outside on the porch looking at, and across the street would be a bunch of woods. <laughs> and they'd just be looking at the woods, looking at nothing, waving to people, waving up the street, you know, saying, yelling to people walking or driving up the street. But they had so much peace and I get it. And I really feel like that story of like the turtle and the hare, um, the tortoise and the hare, how like the slow and steady wins the race. I really do believe that. I, I believe that even though they were, let's be real, they were overworked and stressed out and underpaid, all that stuff. They still took time for what we call meditation and mindfulness and presence. They did that in their own ways. Whether it's smoking a cigarette, not that I'm not that I'm saying it's for smoking. I'm, I'm, I'm not for smoking, but like they would take the time. Like, no, I'm taking a moment for myself. I'm going slow. They did things the slow way. They took their time. They sat on the porch. And I feel like that aid that aided in them living such a long life, going slow, savoring, right? Watching nature, all of that. I really feel like our ancestors were closer to God in that way, closer to creation in that way. 
Because, I mean, look at us now. I mean, the internet is great. I'm not going to poo-poo the internet or YouTube or whatever, social media. I think it could be beautiful. But I also think it keeps us distracted and in our pockets. And, like, it keeps us here. Like, it keeps our gaze here, right? Here. And never, not much out here. We don't get enough out here or here with other people. We're always here. And I think there is something to that. I think I think there is something to being connected to nature in a way that they were. Um, my grandfather, hearing stories from my aunts and uncles and my mom, hearing how he used to grow chickens and, you know, and kill them and defeather them, all that stuff and, and make a whole meal for his family. And I think about the story of that chicken on that table, love, effort, work, dedication. Um, yeah. Honor, much honor and love to the ancestors, y'all. Thank you for sharing that, Russell-ish. Thank you. Um, Greta Cobb, yes. Yes, don't be nervous. You are free. You are sharing from a space of knowing. Changing is a space of freedom. Thank you for that, Greta Cobb. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. I really needed to read that. I needed to read that. Thank you. Um, One day, Alicia will have a meetup with us. Picnic, music, and bubbles. And this is my kind of jam, St. Cloverton, James Jones. And yes, we will. Yes, we will. I'm thinking, I wanted to have it this fall, but I'm thinking spring. It'll give me enough time. I'll be rested um, because that's another thing. I'm going to be taking a break, another break um, to rest and to be and to live and to replenish myself. Um, so yes, but a meetup with bubbles and music and a picnic. Listen, that that sounds amazing. And that's also beautiful because I'm like, well, I want to have a meetup, but like, does it have to be this fancy thing? But no, bring a blanket, some drinks, some food. Let's hang out. I would love that. That sounds amazing. Thank you, St. Cloverton James Jones. Shout out to you. Thank you. We're going to do that this spring. I love that. We're going to do that. <laughs> Hi, Love Heels. This June, I had the honor of being at a celebration of a black woman from Panama who turned 100. This elder has such a beautiful, has such a beautiful, rich life. Her stories, wisdom, love. She's a deep inspiration. Yes. Yes. And even, excuse me one second. Even like this campaign against, I've, I've struggled with this because I understand beauty standards. I understand Western beauty standards kind of are very restrictive. It's it's really rooted in, it's kind of creepy because it keeps, one, it keeps people young all the time. And I think that's really weird. I think that's weird, but we can talk about that later. But I do think that, you know, with all the creams and like, oh, get rid of wrinkles and, you know, crow's feet and laugh lines. It's like, but how will you know you lived a good life? When I see the wrinkles of, of the elders on their hands, when I see the smile lines and the crow's feet, to me, it shows like you lived a life where you laughed a lot. You laughed a lot. You used your hands a lot. You did some good in this world. And not saying that our work is worth our worth, right? Not saying that our work is our worth. It's not. But it, it is It is storytelling. And a lot of us are trying to mummify ourselves and to keep us in a capsule. And like to not, to not get a wrinkle or a blemish is to not do anything. It's to not live. It's to not live. And for me, I'm just like, I welcome it. I want to have laugh lines. I want my grandkids, my great grandkids, God willing, right? And my great, great grandkids to know that, you know, granny laughed a lot. She smiled a lot. She cried a lot, you know, over beautiful things too, not just sad things. She was expressive. She lived. She was vibrant, you know? And I think with all this, like trying not to age and it's like we're losing our vibrancy. We're trying to be, it's very anti-human. We're trying to be machines. Anyway, but yes, yes, yes. 
I'm yes, Greta, I'm 59. Yes, I'm doing what I want and not listening to all the negativity coming my way about the things that I am doing, like writing a book. I love this Janine's world. Please let us know when you release it because we're going to read it. We're going to buy it. We're going to read it. We're going to support. Hi, Rabia. Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm delighted to catch this live. I'm happy that you're here. Yay. Okay. Um, true. People always ask me, um, am I making money with my YouTube channel instead of asking me if I'm having fun? This part, that part, that part, that. Hi, True Mystique. It's good to see you. Hi, hi. Yes, yes. Okay, we're here for the meetup. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. I would love that. Bubble, oh my gosh. Bubble, a picnic. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm happy that you're here, Lauren. Thank you for being here. Hi, hi. Yes, yes. Um, Greta, do you have a YouTube channel I'm looking for? Yes, please share it, Greta, please, if you do. Oh, okay, it's in creation. Okay, okay. Just let us know when you drop it. No pressure, no rush, but we're here for you. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Janine says, chilling on the porch is a good thing. I sit outside and walk every or walk every morning. I love that. Yeah, I just came in the house from walking this morning and I was like, oh, I gotta go live, I gotta go home. <laughs> but like being amongst the trees with my tree friends and um, the squirrels and the birds and the cool breeze because it felt like fall today. I am just like, I'm so in love right now with nature. So yes, yes. Yes, embracing the aging process is a beautiful thing. It is, it is. Um, I'm working on my storytelling skills now. I'm trying to improve my writing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what life without expression? Exactly. What is life? Seriously. Bingo. Not aging is a thing of capitalism. That's it. That's it. Because literally, it don't make sense. It, it don't make sense, right? But it makes sense to them if they're trying to mine you of your labor and your vitality and trying to work you to death. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. But in, in the grand scheme of things, no, it doesn't. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um, I'm a nurse and I specialize in geriatrics. I've learned so much just listening to their stories. Yes, yes. And what I've learned is everything comes back around and the new becomes old and the old becomes new. That part. There is nothing new under the sun. Nothing. Everything is recycled. Everything has been done. Right? Every Like everything. And yet and still we're still here and we still should still do the thing. But yes, yes. Lauren says, I have smile lines already. I smile so much. Yes, yes. Me too. Right here right here <laughs> um we sure yes we will buy and support absolutely absolutely ooh, ooh, ooh. um so happy for your amazing inheritance culture genetic spiritual thanks for sharing yes yes marissa says that part they try to convince us we're robots exactly robots is robots and enslaved roots and enslavement exactly robots has its roots in enslavement let me work you to a pulp how dare you need a day off how dare you be sick how dare you be human how dare you need to take your kids to work? How dare you just need a day off to, just to rest and relax? What? How dare you not want to work on the weekends? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, y'all reading, y'all reading my mind. Yes, yes. I was, um, I was, we should meet in person together. Nice outside weather. I would love that. And we're going to do it. Spring 2024. Here we come. I love that. I love that. When I am vlogging more regularly with your permission, I'd like to share my channel. Yes, please. Listen, please share, please. Thanks for asking. I appreciate that. But yes, please share. Please. Hi, Faye. When you first meet someone and they ask, so what do you do? It makes me so anxious. Same. That used to, oh, they used to wear me out because I'm like, what am I going to say? Because um, there's so much shame, right? It's like automatically there's shame. It's like, is what I'm going to say good enough? And that's the story. Like, that's the story. It's like, what story can I tell you that, that, that uh, validates me? What story can I tell you that that you will see me as someone worthy of your time and conversation, 
right? Because a lot of people will ask those, those questions. I feel like sometimes it's just a default. We don't know what to say, right? People just don't know what to say. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to have conversations. They don't know how to have conversations outside of work. Um, and that's, that's a problem. You know, I keep getting spam calls and I'm like, why does it keep saying spam call? Like, leave me alone. Anyway, but yes, like it's the story that we're trying to sell instead of like, no, my story is good enough. Even if you don't value it, this is like, what do I do? I'm a, I'm a human being. I have fun. Like you can say that I rest. Um, Stephanie Perry, she talked about like, I do as little as possible. And it really, it's jarring for people. Cause what are you gonna say to that? What does that mean? What do you mean? Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's again, that's rooted in enslavement too. Just like work, work, work. That is our life. That's what we're here for. No. Oh, no worries, Shoah. I got I what you're saying. Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. Um, hi, everyone. Remember to show Elisa some love and support by liking the live. Yes, please. If you like it, please like it. It helps the algorithm. It helps me. It helps people, fi people to find this video. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, let's see. Um, I take my daughter to work with me all the time because I work for myself. I love that. I love that. Beautiful. Very seldom hear people talking about they are sitting on the porch loving their life. Time for us to just love our lives, not the things, just sitting in nature and being in love with ourselves. That part. And you know, it's wild in a good way. I was out there in, in the woods walking around and I'm like, I'm just so happy here. Like, I feel like I have everything I need. I have, you know, though, yes, at some point I'm going to have to use the bathroom or eat. But other than that, being out in nature, having a good book, you know what I'm saying? Being able to sit down, I got my phone, so I really have access to everything. You know, <laughs> literally, I have access to everything because I have a phone. Like, I don't, I'm so at peace in nature. It really, it really puts things into perspective. Like, wow, like this, this is it. Like, this is what, this is what real wealth is. Being surrounded by greenery. And that's for me. Like, some people, you know, don't feel that way. But for me, it's like, what, what would it really take to make me happy? I was in a group um, with this woman, Christina Bright, and she's amazing. And she asked the question, like, what do you really need to be happy? Like we, we say all these things about like, I need this, I need this amount of money. I need X, Y, and Z. Like, no, for real. Like, what do you, what really is like the, the, the boiled down version of what you need? Like you as a person, because people have different needs. I need nature. I need space. I need time. I need slow paces. I need reading. I need writing. I need a notebook and a pen at all times. I need music. I need food. I need shelter, right? Like obviously food, shelter, clothing, all that stuff, right? I need that. But like. I think that sometimes we're taught what we want and confuse that with what we need. And then we go for the things that we're taught to want as opposed to checking in with ourselves. Like, what do I really want and need and desire? And like, for me, that's why I'm, I'm really trying to figure out how to buy a, a camper van because I just want to be in my van, in nature, surrounded by nature, going for a walk, reading, writing, doing videos, right? Doing the work that I love. And obviously camper vans are expensive, um, which is why me and my husband last year, we went car camping. Uh, we didn't have all the fancy stuff, but we went car camping. We traveled across the country to California, worked our way up California. And I'm still going to share that footage too, because I need to share it. Um, but I did a lot of things. I went, I went surfing, went to the Redwood Forest, drove through a tree in the Redwood Forest, did a lot of things, touched the Pacific Ocean. Like, and I'm just like in the moment and all of that is nature. And I was the happiest that I could have been, I was, I was so happy. I was so free. I felt so good and so light. Um, but again, to this comment, it's like, yeah, like the ancestors, they didn't, they didn't have all the things that we have now. And I'm grateful that we have these things because the advances in technology are amazing. However, I do think that there is something to taking it slow and being present that we're missing because we're always in technology, if that makes sense. We're always doing, always striving, you know, anyway, 
Russell Ish, this community is so amazing. I'm so grateful to share with you and learn from you all. Yes, this channel is soul food and that makes my, ha my heart happy. That makes my heart happy. Thank you for sharing that, Russell Ish. And thank you for acknowledging that you all also contribute to this channel. This is a community. So it's not just me talking. It's all of us talking to each other and supporting each other. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and the older people get joy from children and children get joy from older folks. They do. They do. They do. <laughs> they do. Um, your answer can be, I am being and I'm in love with myself. I love that. I love that. I love that, Greta. Oh, thank you, Getting Lucky in Kentucky. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You can be moved to tears just being in love with who you are. I love that. And I agree. I agree. I agree. You know what? Okay. Thank you so much again, Getting Lucky in Kentucky. I, I really appreciate that. Greta, I was listening to my music two days ago and I was like, wow, I don't, I really don't take enough time to one, promote my music. That's, that's, that's going to change. I don't, don't, don't take enough time to promote my music, but also to celebrate the music that I've made because like I've been taught storytelling that honoring yourself is, um, arrogant and haughty and you want to avoid. And I tried my, I've tried my best to avoid being arrogant and haughty. I don't think that I'm necessarily given to that. I think we all struggle with pride in some way. Cause even the fear of being seen as pride, the fear of failure is pride, right? It's ego. But like, I try so hard not to be prideful that I end up not honoring myself in the way that I should. I don't celebrate myself as much as I should. And that needs to change. I need to, I need to honor myself more. Um, hard stop because I always feel the need to like, well, I don't want to, you know, but not in a braggy way. No, 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 no. I think I was talking to Marissa and Marissa was like, why can't you brag on yourself? Right? Like, and when she asked that question, I'm like, yo, like for real. Ooh, sorry, Marissa. I'm not sure who you were talking to. Sorry, y'all, it's hot. Okay. But it's like, why, why don't we brag on ourselves? And why do we think celebrating ourselves is bragging? And why, why is it that women struggle the most with, with bragging on themselves? Programming and storytelling. Because other groups of people get to brag and, and, and we celebrate them, we, we applaud them. They take more chances because they believe in themselves more. They, they honor what they do. They're, they're proud of the gifts that they've been given. And we're sitting here thinking that we're not good enough because we, we refuse to honor ourselves. We, we see, we've been taught to see our own reflection as somehow sinful, right? As somehow wrong. And it's like, no, God made me, I'm dope. <laughs> I'm dope. God took time to make me. I'm dope because God don't waste nothing. God don't waste anything. I'm not a waste. I'm not just here taking up space. Like I'm a big deal. You're a big deal. And we need to walk through the world like we are. Excuse me one second. <laughs> Yes, because God is God is proud of you and bragging on you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so yes. <laughs> My daughter is an old soul. When she sees that I am in a mood, she'll always say, mom, can we go on a nature walk? I love that. I love that. Oh, nature is the OG green. It is. And I'm really, really seeing that green really is love. Like, not that, I'm not really into like a lot of stuff. Are they gonna cut the grass? Okay, I'm about to say, really? But no, but like um, green in a lot of cultures is the, is the color of love. It's the color of love and green is everywhere. Green is in the grass. I'm looking at my plants. So green is in the plants, right? Green is everywhere. There's love everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So yes, <laughs> someone older than me asked what I do recently. And I told her I was like, I like to sew as a hobby. And she was like, oh, that's so cool. And my anxiety just disappeared. Yes, right? Yes. Because of our experiences with other people, like, will they think this is okay? I don't know. Is this okay to say? And I'm like, oh. Okay. And usually what's, what's, 
what's interesting to me is when people do things that they want to do and they own it people have no choice but to get in line because what you gonna say you can't shame me i'm just gonna shut the window i'm sorry y'all you can't shame me because i own what i do you know tell my boss all the time i'm not a robot okay <laughs> stop acting shocked hello <laughs> that's literally what i want yes a home wheel same same listen i'm i'm walking out on faith okay this weekend i'm hoping to go to a um well i don't know if it's this weekend sometime soon go to go check out some camper vans and be like yo i want one and just apply and see what happens because that that's what I, I really feel that calling in my soul and, and of course the story i'm telling myself is girl your credit girl the money girl but i'm like what if what if what if the money is on the other side of me choosing the thing that I want to choose, choosing the thing that my that, that is calling out to my soul. What if, what if God will provide a way? Because God always does. But what if God provides a way because I step into the thing that is calling to me? You know what I'm saying? And obviously, like I said, I am not a financial advisor, okay? Some of the stuff that I'm offering is probably wrong. <laughs> it's probably not wise, but, but I'm willing to bet on myself. Like, okay. Alicia, you want nature? There's nothing inherently wrong with that. Why am I denying myself the ability to be in nature at all times? And the thing is, even if I don't get the van, let's say that they don't, they don't approve it, I still can go to parks. I can go to national forests, right? Like I can have nature if I want nature, but getting the van would be helpful because I can be in nature longer, you know? So that's the idea, but yes. <laughs> yes, do it, do it, do it. Um, Greta Cop says, Alicia, I can feel the freedom of happiness as you share it. That makes me happy. Embrace that life. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, it's a blessing and I'm blessed to be with y'all. So I appreciate y'all. Lauren says, the other day I went for a walk on the beach and I had forgot how much peace it brought me back in my college days. Moving and shaking in the world, sometimes you can forget that you need to reconnect. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, Layla Lake, thank you so much for joining us. I hope that your day goes amazing. I'm sorry that we went over your, your break, but I'm hoping that this was helpful. But enjoy the rest of your day. Don't work too hard. Make that money. Don't let the money make you. <laughs> All right, I'm striding through doors. I moved back with my mom who was 62. It's been so rewarding rebuilding a relationship with her. Can't believe I ran from it for so long. We need our elders. We need our elders. We need our elders. And we need our elders to be our elders, right? Like to be our elders. There's beauty in being an elder. So yes, yes. Um, Girl, I listened to one of your songs and can't stop singing it. The Bill Withers. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's one of my favorite songs. Um, I celebrate you. I brag on your gift. Now is the time. We ain't promised tomorrow. That part, that part, that part. Um, Hello. Hi, Striding Through Doors. Hi, hi. No worries. <laughs> um, he doesn't waste, nor does he make mistakes, period. So I, yes, I agree. This is the beginning new paragraph, right? I, I walk through life apologizing a lot, like for existing. I used to say, I used to say sorry for everything. I'm still trying to learn saying sorry. Um, but I, I really was raised to believe or not even raised to believe, but well, maybe raised to believe, but also experienced some things where I felt like I had to apologize for everything for everything, for existing, for taking up space. Like, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, and people would say like, oh, when you say sorry like that, you don't mean it. No, I meant it. <laughs> I meant every every time I said sorry, sorry, I don't mean to, I don't mean to bother you. I don't mean to, like walking in life, walking through life like my existence was, was some sort of burden to people. That's what it felt like. Like, oh, you know, I'm a tall woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like feeling like, you know, I'm taking up too much space. And I'm really unlearning that. Like, no, I need to walk with the confidence because God took God's time making me. Again, everything on my body is intentional, everything. And I am powerful. I, I am, I, if I'm reflecting the creator, how dare I keep apologizing for existing? That doesn't make any sense. 
what if I stepped into that power? Like, no, actually I'm amazing. I'm amazing. I'm an amazing work of art. Right. And not in, in pushing people or being, you know, offensive, but who am I to not take up space? And who did I believe? Who told me that I wasn't allowed to take up space and be who I am? Who told me that someone rejecting me meant, meant, meant that I had to reject myself? Who told me that? Or somebody rejecting me meant, meant that I had to fix something about me. And I tried that. I tried that whole thing. Let me be who you want me to be because then, you know, you might love me, you might stay, you might reciprocate. And they never did because they were dead set on being, they would move the goalposts because they're dead set on being harmful, <laughs> on letting you know that you're not nothing. They need you to be nothing so that they feel good about themselves, right? It's a trap. Don't fall for it. That's the whole point. But yes, yes. Because girls are told to be modest while boys will be boys. That could be one of the reasons we're scared to brag on ourselves. Absolutely. That's not what modest women do. Modest women don't brag about their accomplishments. And even more so if you if you have church trauma, church trauma like me, it's like every time somebody would be proud of themselves, it's like, no, you can't be proud of yourself, depending on what church you went to, obviously. But yes, but no, we can, we can be proud of people. Yes, heart chakra, exactly. Green, green, love. Yes, I'm a big deal. Absolutely, you are a big deal. Absolutely. Um, don't pay attention to credit. Um, what if there is someone waiting for you to shop to ask about creative financing on a van? Hello, at five on the last day of the month. Listen, okay? And that's that's the that's the whole point, right, Greta? Thank you so much for this. I needed this because the stories we tell, some of the stories that we're telling ourselves are based on our own experiences, but we have not experienced everything. Our our review be so narrow, it'd be like, it'd be like this. And we think that this is all there is. This is all there can be. There are other storylines waiting to start, but you gotta take the step. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to take the step. And so, and so, yes, like the stories that we've been told over and over and over again, that's the ones we're familiar with. But there are other stories that we have not read yet. Other timelines we have not taken up space in yet. So thank you for that, Greta. Yes. Um, I have been, I have been met with microaggressions when I've been too confident. Yes, yes. I responded by being more cautious. And I understand that. Listen, Psalm, first of all, that's a beautiful name, Psalm. Um, yes. Sadly, we live in a world where we do have to protect ourselves, right? We do have to sometimes play the game to, to survive. My hope would be that you can either leave that game soon or figure out some, something else or that's, that your workspace become a space where you can be all of yourself and we can challenge those norms. But I also understand why you want to be more cautious because like, yeah, if, you're, if your paycheck's t tied to a job, tied to how people see you, it's going to be harder for you to take up that space. You know what I mean? So yes, yes. Um, that's, that's so true about honoring self. Oop. One time being introduced online, I felt so, so strange. One time being introduced online, I felt so strange. I would love to hear more about that, Linus Art. Thank you. Oh, yes, my email. Let me type it in the um, chat. It's hello. Oops. Hello at alishareniece.com. Yes, that's my email. Yes. And we do need our elders. We do. Hi, Renmore. Hi, I'm new. I've been following your channel for a few months now. We have the same name, Renice. I love that. I love that. I just have an extra E. Yes, yes. It's been so healing to watch your videos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And I love when I see other people whose names have Renice in it. I'm like, oh my God, we're out here. We're here. So yes, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Okay. So let me get back to notes and then we're going to wrap it up because I don't want it to be long. I told y'all it's not going to be long, even though it's been an hour. That's okay. <laughs> what storyline do you want to tell? What storyline do you want to tell? What story have you been living? What storyline have you been living that doesn't make you feel good? That doesn't make you feel happy or fulfilled? You're not stuck. You're not stuck. It can feel that way, right? And and, I, and I'm and I'm careful to even say that because like even last night, so first of all, if y'all haven't checked it out, let me share that here. Marissa interviewed 
Coach Yolanda, okay? And she got all our lives. <laughs> um, but it was such a beautiful conversation. But one thing that she did say, and I, and I resonate with that, she was like, you know, I don't know if it's a privileged position to say that. And it could be. But I do think that we have more power than we think we do to change our stories. We have more options than we know of, right? We, we can only think of the options we can see. You know what I mean? Until someone shows us, oh, here's another way. Oh, I, I never thought of that. And that's why community is so important because community will show you different ways that, it, that things can be done. Um, but let me share this real quick. Sorry, y'all. But it was really good. It was amazing. I was like, I can't even take notes. I'm just so like taken. It's like the sign for like, like uh, I'm just like so taken with um, this conversation. But yes. So the question is, oh, wait, let me share this real quick first. One thing at a time. One thing at a time, Alicia. Share, copy, and paste. All right. So there we go. Please check, that, check out that conversation. It was beautiful. What new story do you want to tell? What stories are you tired of telling yourself? What stories are you tired of living over and over again? What are you tired of hearing, right? Because we can have it a different way, but it takes work, right? It takes a choice to pivot, to close the book altogether, to start a new paragraph, right? To change the chapter. Sorry, Jamal's driving the tree. To change, to change things, like it takes, it takes a choice, but we have that choice. You're allowed to change, to turn the page, close the chapter and begin anew. What stories do you want to write about in your own life? What stories do you want to tell? We're allowed to change. We're allowed to go after what we truly desire. We're allowed to go after one thing and realize, oh, I'm actually done with this. Let me do something else. We're allowed. Excuse me. You're allowed to call yourself an artist. <laughs> You're allowed. You're allowed because you make the rules. You make the rules. And this is your life. You can also choose to reject the stories from others. You don't have to accept everybody's story. And that's harder. It's easier said than done. I'm gonna be honest. If enough people are telling you one story, you're gonna believe it, right? That's just what happens. But sometimes we're, we're told a bunch of stories from other people who were told by this one entity or group of people, this one story. And they've, they've believed it and, and brought it on and limited themselves and said, oh, well, because I limited myself, it must be true. But that's not the evidence that it's true. That's not the evidence that it's, it's evidence that you believe them, but it's not evidence that it's true. Push against that system, push, push against that narrative, push against that story. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let me come down y'all. I'm behind, I think. Okay, yes. Ooh. Say that, Alicia Renice. I remind I remind my sister to stand up straight for her full graceful height. Yes. Meanwhile, heels are marketed to us all. We must learn to take up space. I'm five two and caught myself shrinking. Yes. Thank you for sharing that, Love Hills. Thank you. Thank you. Understandable. Understandable. <laughs> I get that. Um, Sincloverton James Jones. Yes, as black women, we also don't realize that giving little girls compliments actually helps them not to not seek it out in unhealthy relationships. Telling them they're pretty will not automatically cause vanity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Because yes, if you if you deny a person for too long their ability to be proud of themselves and to love themselves, they will seek it in other people. You teach them that how other people let like when we say stuff like let other people praise you, right? And on some level, I do agree with that but others know like you should praise you you should celebrate yourself because everybody not going to and you should not wait till people celebrate you to celebrate yourself i will have dinner by myself i will take myself out on a candlelit dinner in a nice dress okay i will not wait for anybody i will go to the movies by myself as a as a celebration right excuse me And I love that. <laughs> I love that I'm, I was able to do that um, younger, even before I got married, 
because now I'm like, I though we we all need validation. Let me be clear. We all need community. We know we all need to belong. We all need to feel important to community. That's 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 important, right? But I'm not gonna wait for other people to celebrate me to celebrate myself. And because of that, I'm not desperate looking for other people to see me and celebrate me. When I wasn't celebrating myself or seeing myself, I was desperate because I so want I, I wanted to be seen and to be and to belong. But I needed to see myself. You know what I'm saying? So yes, yes. Ooh, you are a living work of art, period, Psalm. Period. You are a masterpiece. Okay? A masterpiece. <laughs> yes, that feeling that we are an inconvenience. Yes. F that. We are incredibly amazing. Thank you, Greta. Greta, you you in here just setting the people free. Thank you for that. Thank you. Ooh, hi, Ashley Cunningham. Um, I'm learning that from Deion Sanders. Um, as he has no hesitation in announcing his attributes. It's okay to be good at what you do, recognizing it and requiring others to do so. Love that. I love that. And I really feel like obviously if, yes, that makes sense. If we don't, if we don't honor ourselves and see ourselves for the great people we are, people, that gives people, that, that gives people the license to feel like they can treat us any kind of way because we should be grateful for anything. Be grateful we have this job. Be grateful that, that you're dating me. Be grateful that you're my friend, be, right? Like, be grateful for crumbs. But when you know who you are and whose you are and like what you deserve and require, the standard rises for all things, all things. I'm, I'm 33 and I'm, and I'm realizing now who I was at 23 is very different. What I require is very different. My standard is very different. Um, what I desire is very different. And I love that because it's evolved into something higher than what I planned for myself. I was happy with crumbs at 23. I was, I was happy to be seen and to be loved. I had been put down so long, abused for so long, like hurt for so long that I was desperate for anything. Whatever, like whatever you gave me, I was happy. You know what I'm saying? And I realized like now I was like, am I just ungrateful? And it's like, no, I'm just tired of being treated like trash. <laughs> I'm just tired of being treated like trash because I'm not trash. And I don't treat people like trash. I try not to, right? Like I try not to pe treat people like trash. And I say that because, not that I do it on purpose, but because I'm human and I'm flawed, right? And I make mistakes. But I'm really important, about, like it's really important to me to honor people and other people did not honor me. And so because I was so desperate for their honor, because I didn't honor myself, I accepted crumbs. I'm not doing that no more. No mas, no mas, no mas, no mas. Okay. Mm. Oh, Deshaun, it's okay. <laughs> no shame. A lot of people call me Alicia Renee. They do. It, it, you know, it's not a name that people see often. It's no worries. No worries. <laughs> Faye says, um, my mom used to tell my older sister, don't look too cute when she was a kid. You know, like, what does that even mean? I have a lot of questions. Um, I, I wrote this, I wrote this entry about how long women really have to be kids. And I'll probably share it soon. Um, cause I'm sharing more of my writing and I'm happy about that. But there's this question of like, how long does a girl get to be a girl before she's aware that her looks matter, that her body is to be devoured by other people, that her body is to be consumed by other people, whether that's entertainment or by men or by lustful men who cannot control themselves or pedophiles, right? Th these kinds of things. Like how long does a girl get to be a girl until like she's told that she has to work, but her brothers don't have to, or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and I think we do, we do harm to girls and therefore women, right? We, we, we do harm to them. And we wonder why we're walking around feeling so much shame and so much looking for approval and yeah, it's harmful. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry. I have a lot of thoughts, but yes, <laughs> yes. 
Um, Greta says, Alicia, what is possible? Gain that dealership from the lens that you, that you are God, not from the lens of hope, but from the heart of knowing we are God's call, call it forth and call it forth. Go. It's me. It's me. Sorry. Call it forth. Go get the feeling. Sit in that van. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I, I, I do believe. I do believe I reflect God. I do believe I'm a representative of God. And I do believe that God calls us little gods. You know what I mean? Like, and so I do think that there, there is power that we don't really tap into. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? There are things that, because we feel like, oh, I'm just human. First of all, just human. There's no such thing as just human. Like, that's a big deal. Um, you healed us today. Go. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Um... Oh, sorry. From what lens are they viewing you? Yes, yes. Someone told me they weren't a writer when I called them one. I told them you're allowed to claim that title if that's where your heart is, period. Do you write? Do you write? Then you're a writer. That's it. You can be what, you can literally be whatever you want to be. That's it. That's it. All right. <laughs> uh, my birthday's tomorrow. Happy early birthday, Faye. Yay. I'll be thinking about the celebrating yourself thing. My only B-Day party was when I turned one. Yes, Faye. Even if nobody else shows up, throw yourself a birthday party. You deserve. You deserve. Like, I know a lot of people don't believe in God, and that's okay. I do. I think when we're born, God is celebrating. Okay? Like, if the creator of the universe celebrates you, celebrate you. Celebrate you. <laughs> like, what? That's a, Life is a big deal. Breathing a breath right now is a big deal. Moment by moment is a big deal. Is a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, I'm glad my daughter is coming up in the awakening of black women where these conversations are actually being had. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Classy D Diamonds. Be cute. Hi, Classy D Diamonds. Be cute, but keep your head straight. Maybe that sounds better. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, be cute. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. <gasps> oh, banana bread. I would love that. Um, joyful, fulfilling, healthy, and loving birthdays in life to you. Yes, yes. Happy early birthday, Faye. Yay. Thank y'all for celebrating, Faye. Appreciate that. Okay, so as we wrap up, as I said before, okay, a few questions to ask yourself. Here we go. What can you learn from your perceived failures? Stories, right? Storytelling. From the things that you feel ashamed of, the things that you feel like, oh, I could never talk about that or I'll never try that again. What can you learn from your perceived failures, because failures aren't failures. Failures is information. Failure is information, right? Like failure is not the end all be all. It is not the end of your life, right? Failure is important. What can you learn? Another question, what do your fears communicate to you? What stories are your fears telling you? If you fail, no one will love you. If you fail, you won't be safe. If you fail or whatever fear it is, it doesn't have to just be failure. But if, if, I, if I fail, I'm gonna embarrass myself and my family. And then I'll bring shame to my family and everybody will hate me. What is it? If I fail, they're going to bring this up at the, at the Thanksgiving dinner table and I'm going to have to answer and be ashamed and feel embarrassed. What is your fear teaching you, communicating to you? Maybe it's communicating that you actually care. <laughs> I know I get nervous when I, when I go live. I get nervous when I sing because I care about what I'm doing. I care. And, I, and I'm... And I want to handle people well. I want to leave people better than they came. Like I, I find responsibility in that. And so for me, that the nerves that I feel is like, I want to honor people. I care about people. <laughs> I care about the music I'm creating. I care about what I'm writing. I care about what I'm sharing. 
um, yes. <laughs> um, maybe that it sh your fears show you that you value love and respect from others. You know what I mean? Like not saying you should put people on a pedestal or worship them or their opinions of you. That's not what I'm saying. But I think that sometimes we do care about what people think because we care about them. We care about serving them. You know what I'm saying? We care. And that's a beautiful thing. Okay. What do you truly dream of? If there were no limits, what is a story that you would tell yourself? Right? Like what, as an act of storytelling, per, let's pretend, let's, let's pretend that you can have whatever you want, that you can live the life that you really want. What do you dream of? What does that look like? What does that look like? Really write the story, take a journal and write if you can <laughs> write it out or think about it at least. What do you dream of if there were no limits? The next question is, what if it does work out? Storytelling. The thing that you're like, oh, it's not gonna, that's probably not gonna work, whatever. It might not happen. Go, like um, Greta was talking about, going to the, um, to the dealership, right? The thought is like, girl, you don't have good credit. Girl, what are you doing? Like, where are you gonna, like, how are you gonna do this, right? What if it, what if everything works out? What if it does work out? And what if, even if it doesn't work out the way that I want it to work out, what if it's still working out the way that it needs to work out? Maybe it's not a failure. Maybe it's not a bust. Maybe if I, if it says no, right? If they say no, maybe something else is happening. What other things is, what other things are possible? This is all storytelling. And can we live in, can we live in that, in that story? Can we try to live in that story? Can we cosplay? Even if we don't have all confidence, can we cosplay as that character? As, as the person, as, as the protagonist in the story. Can we, can we pretend for a second? What might that, what might, what might the best case scenario be? What would it look like? Again, things to think of. A general, a general reflection that I have for you is answer the questions, right? And ask yourself, what stories have you been telling yourself about what you deserve, what you can do, what you cannot do, who you should talk to, who you shouldn't talk to, um, what limitations you have. Really interrogate those stories that you tell that you tell yourself, right? Like basic things, right? Like we we have we have so many things on autopilot that we don't even think about what we're saying to ourselves. We just be saying stuff. And I'm I'm trying to be me better with measuring my words because I realize a lot of stuff I say I don't really believe. I don't really believe. I say it because it's what people want me to say, right? For example, like I don't know. You can't have your cake and eat it too right? Why can't you? It's cake. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I know this is a silly example, but it's like, who said that I had to choose either or, right? And obviously, yes, that phrase is used for specific things. Like, yes, you can't say you want something and to do something else because it's not, it's not lining up. It's not true. Right. But if I want to have this and this, why can't I have both? You can't have everything. Why can't I have everything? These phrases we just said, these stories that we speak over ourselves, these stories we tell, they be, even if they're just phrases, we start to believe them. We're telling ourselves stories we don't believe. It's like, I don't, I don't actually believe that. Or hard work, like hard work is, uh, we talked about this yesterday. I mean, no, hard work is a badge of honor. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You know, so why am I saying it? Because I am, I am telling stories to other people to make me seem valid and acceptable, right? Like I'm people pleasing. I am, I am putting on a character that, that is really not me, but a character, I'm putting on a, an avatar kind of, like this is a respectable person, a person who believes this stuff, right? A person who is, is realistic. 
I know Alicia is not realistic. I am not realistic. I've said this before. I am not realistic. And I love that about me. I love that about me. Because what is realism really? And who determines what's real and what's not? You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. Anyway, so a lot of stuff that we're saying, we actually don't believe, but we've been told this and we haven't interrogated or asked the questions. Why do I think that? Why do I believe this? We never ask. You can reject those stories. You can, you can make up your own phrases, right? You can make up your own beliefs. You can. And for me, like, obviously, as a believer, like, I do have things that I, that I stick to and I do believe. But a lot of the stuff, the interpretations of what people say, I'm like, that's not true. That's not even what that says. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> Be quiet. Anyway, so the creative prompt for today is to write your own story. Write your own story. Even if it's just like a day, what is a perfect day to you? What would be a perfect day for you? Do you wake up in the morning? Do you make a cup of tea? Do you listen to music? Do you go to the park? Do you go to the movies? Do you take yourself out to lunch? What is your perfect day? Write that story. Or you can even go bigger than that. Maybe you want to put yourself 30 years in the future. What are you doing? Where are you? What have you accomplished? What have you done? Shout out to Stephanie Perry again. She has, she's talked about this. Like she takes, um, she has written her own obituary. Which I think is, honestly, that can be like life-changing, right? She wrote her own obituary. And I also know like my Aunt Eunice wrote, before she passed, she wrote her own obituary, right? But I think it's, I think it's really impressive because you're writing a story about where you want to end up, what you want to have done, um, excuse me, what you want to have prioritized and accomplished. And it really puts into perspective like, okay, what in this story is not lining up in my life right now? Like what in the story, right? Like, and, and do I believe this story for myself for real? It really challenges you. It does. Like it challenges you. Write your own story. Write your own story. Ideally, don't hold nothing back. Don't try to be realistic. Don't, well, I won't, uh, I want to do that. But no, ideally live in delusion for 10 minutes. Like, and even that thing, like delusion, I don't even think that's delusion. Live in what people call delusion for 10 minutes and write your story. It can be about today. It can be about the future. It can be about your life as a whole. It could just be about, you know, what you want to do for fun, <laughs> who you want to become, who you want to be, who you really are. Give yourself permission to be who you really are. Okay. <laughs> you know, when the curtains close, right? What do you want that story of your life to be? What message do you want to leave behind in your everyday life? That's the question. And that's all I have for today. <laughs> that's all I have for today. Let's see what y'all saying. Um, ouch. Yeah. If we're really being honest, do we really believe? Yeah. Yeah. The person you believe is, is, is excellent in all they do as a person who is comfortable with failure. Yep. Yep. They know that failure is a part of the process and claim their victory. We have to learn to claim it. Exactly. Exactly. What would it look like? Yes. Yes. Let's see. Yeah. I don't believe in being realistic either because my dreams are realistic. My dreams are realistic. My joy, my, my peace, all the things that I want, love of others, community, belonging, contribution, um, rest, all of that is realistic. Even if other people don't think it is. All of it's realistic. And why do you get to put a cap on me? And why do I have to adopt your realism, which is really just limitation? I believe anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Yes, write your own story. Yes, yes. Francesca Battistelli, um, 
has a song called Write Your Own Story. Okay, I think I've heard of her before. Y'all might enjoy it. It's a faith-based song. So if it's not your thing, you might not like it, but still give it a listen. Thank you for sharing that. I'll listen to it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like the girls on TikTok say, be Delulu, period. Okay, that's it. That's it. Um, Living Lights Coalition. I love that name. I'm glad that this is beautiful. That makes me happy. Thank you for being here. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so Sin Cloverton James Jones says, I don't remember the study, but it said that it's healthy to be a little Delulu. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. And honestly, even the, the things that we think are delusional, they're not really delusional. You know what I mean? If somebody got on the moon, and again, some people don't believe that, and that's okay. I think my great grandmother did not believe that we got to the moon, and that's fine. But if people are allowed to get to the moon, why are you not allowed to live your dreams? I'm confused. If something like, whatever. I'm confused. <laughs> but yes, yes. Oh, you're welcome, striding through doors. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Psalm says, new thought. I don't want everything. What I want is a small slice of infinite possibilities. I love that. What I want is very modest when it comes to all that is possible. These questions are very helpful. That makes me happy. Thank you for sharing that song. And I think that that's what I was trying to say. Like when I really ask myself, what do I really want? It is possible to get it. I want peace. I want nature. I want community. I want belonging. I want contribution. I want art. <laughs> I want creativity. I want good food and good laughter and good love. Like all of that, all of it. And that's the thing. It's not even everything, right? Because I don't have to take everything. I don't have to take everything from everybody. I can have that. I can have that. So yes, thank you for sharing that psalm. Thank you. Um, thanks. You fed us with with you fed us a bounty a bount a bounteous, <laughs> nutritious, delicious feast. It's me. It's not you. Thank you. Thank you, Love Hills. May this may the blessings contained herein return to you a hundredfold. And I appreciate that. And I receive that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Love Hills. Thank you. This was beautiful sharing, everyone. Thank you for healing today. Yes, everyone have a magical day. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you, Greta. Thank you. You were dropping gems. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. Being Delulu creates something new. Absolutely. It's imagination, right? Like you're imagining things that may not exist yet. We're living in, again, we're living in somebody's imagination. The stuff that we use, the phone, the house, the car, that was somebody that came from somebody's imagination. That came from somebody's mind. And they might have said, girl, you're delusional for thinking of like an iPhone or uh, a Samsung or whatever, right? Like you're delusional. It exists. <laughs> it exists now. You know what I'm saying? And same Faye. I need to be a little more Delulu too. Same, same. Cause I'm, I'm about to walk into that the dealership, Delulu, okay? I want the van. <laughs> Give me the papers and sign it over. But yes, no, seriously. Yes, yes, yes. Um. I would be able to color in a coloring book daily with people and live a comfortable life. I love that. And usually what people want is so basic. Like, I don't mean basic, like basic, like bottom basement. I mean, basic, like people just want peace. <laughs> people just want peace. That's it. People just want to live the life that they want to live. They don't want to hurt nobody. They don't want to harm nobody. You know what I'm saying? They just want to be peaceful. That's it. They want to live life. Yes, yes. Oh, big hugs to you. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yes, love it. Nothing's above it. Yes, yes. Hearts to y'all. Thank y'all. Um, You got the van, honey. Thank you. I received that. I got the van. I got that. I received that. Thank you. Russell-ish, why dream small? If you're going to dream, dream big. That's the point. Exactly. All that imagination. And that's the thing. Like we, we dream small and we do this exercise and we'll do that in Black Girl Creative. But it's like, there's an exercise where it's like, what is your biggest dream? You know, like, and we put so much pressure on it and we put so much limitations on it. And it's like, this is your mind. You get to create anything you want. Like you get to write anything down on the paper that you want. You don't have to judge yourself. There are no limitations. 
This is your dream. We're not even talking about sharing it with people. Why we put limits on our dreams. And I feel like it's because sometimes we feel like we can't have it. We feel like we can't have it or we don't deserve it or it's not realistic to us. And so we're afraid to admit that because the wanting, the pain that comes from wanting something and not getting it or not feeling like you deserve it, it's painful. And to avoid that pain and, and sometimes shame, we don't, we don't, we, we're not honest. And sometimes writing down what we really want shows us that what we have, what we're doing now is not that. And then what, right? Like, and then what? Now what? That's intense. That's scary. To like, dang, what I have, dang, I don't want this anymore. What does that mean? It means I got to start over or do something different. And doing different is scary. But yes, like in your notebook, give yourself permission that 10 minutes of cosplaying or being delusional, whatever you want to call it, being brave and writing down what you really dream and what you really desire. What is your story? What is the story that you want to leave behind? What is the story you want to tell? What timeline do you really want to live in? In the multiverse, right? Be for real with yourself. Yes, and write it down. It works. I love that. Give yourself 10 minutes to be honest with yourself. A few things before we leave. Tonight, I am going live with some lovely ladies from the garden. Um, and we're going to talk about creativity. We're going to talk about what they're doing, what they're making, all the things. So please, if you're free at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, please come out. Here is the link. Um, and also, like I said, um, I am signing people up for the garden if you want to join. The garden is a place where black creative women come together. We share, we, we share everything from creativity to wellness to just like life stuff. We do life together and um, we co-create together. We make things. And so if you want to join, it's $25 a month. It's here. No pressure. If you, if you don't have it, it's all good. Let me know. Um, you can also email me because we have some people who want to sponsor people if you don't have the um, 25, but I ask that you please be honest about your, um, what you can't afford, what you can't. This is an honor system. Um, because we want to, like, I want to be able to serve people um, well. And then also I have a book, Black Girl Creative. And I got the links because I'm not good at self-promotion, but here we are. Um, I have a book called Black Girl Creative. It is a love letter to Black creative women. Um, and there's also links, if you want to buy merch, you can. Um, yeah, it's an audiobook form, Kindle and paperback. So yes, if you want to support it, um, I would appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you all so much. Yay. Yes, yes. Hold on, go back, go back, go back. Um, I had I had an invention back in high school, but that that would have required Bluetooth, but I don't know anything about Bluetooth, so it, it, ne it never was made. I'm stuttering, excuse me. At the time, my peers thought it was, I was a mad scientist, but I was a dreamer. Exactly. Listen, I told you yesterday, I created the iPhone, okay? It wasn't the iPhone. It was like a multimedia player <laughs> that could play tapes from, and like the VCR, and then tapes like cassette tapes, like music, CDs, uh, DVDs, like I made that. And in my mind, I'm like, that's silly. That'll never exist. And now what is that but a phone? You can play music on here. You can watch movies. You can watch YouTube. You can call people, text people. Like you have, it's the phone, <laughs> you know? So that, right? Like that feeling of like, oh, you're delusional or that's not realistic. And then somebody does it. You know what I'm saying? So yes, believe your dream. Believe your dream. <laughs> Um, Greta Kopp says, everything exists in the quantum field. Ooh, all is yours. Imagination and metaphysics is my field. Okay, okay, that's cool, that's cool. Imagination consciousness. Um, ooh, we must do something different every day. I love that. Do something different every day. I love that. Thank you. I love that, Greta. Thank you for sharing that. That's a challenge. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Um, the big dreams I wrote down years ago, I have, I have, have all been achieved down to the house I live in. Thank you, Russell Ish, for sharing that and for showing us what is possible. Thank you for sharing that. 
Oh, many hearts to you, True Mystique. Thank you for being here. Yes, yes. Okay, awesome. I will see you all tonight then at 7 p.m. Oh, no worries. <laughs> no worries. Um, it's epigenetics. We we just must be okay, excuse me. We just must be bold in our goal pursuits. I love that. Thank you, Solomon. Thank you for sharing that. All right, y'all. Well, I hope today was helpful. I hope it was um encouraging at least. And I hope that you're able to try to tell a new story. Your stories matter. Okay, they're they're for you, but they're also for other people. Oh, no worries. No worries. <laughs> they're also for other people. Um, I live for these lives. It helps me heal inside. It makes me happy so well. And you be rhyming. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. All right, y'all. I hope that you have a wonderful day. And if, you, if you're free at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, please um, check out the live tonight. And yes, and I'll talk to you all then. All right. Much love to you all. Yes, I'm ready to be brave. I love that, Randy B. Yes, be brave. And brave is not the absence of fear. It's not the, fear is not, you don't have to get, fearlessness is not the requirement for bravery. Honestly, you need fear to be brave. You're doing something in spite of that fear, you know? So yes. All right. Much love to you guys. Have a wonderful day. See you all later. And thank you again, Getting Lucky in Kentucky for your generosity. I really appreciate that. It really means a lot to me. And yes, please like on your way out and I'll talk to you all.